Welcome to Summer Bays, the unofficial home and away podcast brought to you by Clara Kavner, where I take a weekly look at the trials and those big old tribulations of Australia's most beloved surfer town, Summer Bay. Each week I do a deep dive into the week's events and discuss dilemmas our characters are very good at finding themselves in, like, is kissing the doctor who just performed a successful surgery on your brother really the best way to thank him? Or is murdering a murderer really a crime? Get ready to feel closer each day to Home and Away. Before I get started, I just want to share a top tip to really enhance your Home and Away viewing, and that is no spoilers. Just try for a week and see. Don't look at what's coming up tomorrow on Home and Away. Don't read the little episode descriptions. It's a total game changer, but my oh my, is it worth it? Okay, we had quite an intense week. <laughs> a lot to unpack, but I'm just going to start with a good one. <laughs> my This week was the whole... Justin's surgery, but also Tori's budding romance with with Dr. Christian Green. So a lot of awkward moments built up to this point. We've got Tori giving Christian a bit of an attitude when he calls over to the house and she's like, what are you doing here? And she's covered in Grace's baby clothes and sick. Uh, and the whole incident with the, the lime jelly cups in the hospital. And she's kind of questioning, like, why aren't you at home resting? Like, she's being very protective over Justin, but it's kind of being a bit awkward. But of course, this kind of all rolls off Christian's back anyway. Uh, he's the cool, hot, smoldery doctor in the bay who is looking so good. Who the hell is doing his fashion? He goes over to the house to see Justin to talk through the options, wearing his favourite distressed denim jacket with a shirt and a tie. And the tie is paisley. What is going on there? Just like any one of those items is fine on its own. Just not all together. Not all together. Like, you're distracting from his gorge face. I just don't know why. <laughs> What's he thinking? Like, it's just not appropriate. Or He looks terrible. It's actually noticeably bad, the fashion. But anyway, sorry. Bad fashion aside, there's this massive build-up to this surgery. So, of course, something was going to go wrong. Like, they wouldn't may have made such a big deal out of it. In the build-up to it, Leah's having a really tough time, realising, like, how much she loves him. I also think, just a sidebar here, Leah's kind of character has changed since she got with Justin. I'm not saying for the worse, but she used to be, like, far spicier. And now I think that she's with Justin, she's... I'm going to say softened because I can't think of a better word, but there's times where she's been with previous exes, like with Zach and people where if he was doing what he wanted, she would have taken umbrage or gotten offended by a lot of the stuff. Whereas she seems to kind of roll with the punches a lot with Justin, like doing what he wants. And so this relationship is very different. So I hope that that means that they're together for the long run. Like she's not as hot-headed or something anymore. Like they've definitely relaxed her as a character. I don't know if you agree. And the bit where Leah was like rambling on about how in love she is with Justin in front of like all the single gossip gals. We have Irene, Marilyn and Rue and her saying like, oh, if I hadn't bitten the bullet, like who knows where I'd be. That kind of rant really gets under Rue's skin and then Marilyn just won't stop bringing it up and dropping all of these hints about Owen and like seizing the day. And I know Marilyn's only just trying to help, but if that was me, I would be like, okay, now I feel really single and really old, which she shouldn't feel because she's gorgeous and got it, it all going on for her. And if Owen is worthy of her amazingness, well then he should 
come running. So anyway, it's just, oh, you just hate hearing those kind of rants. That's what I mean. It's just very unlike Leah. Like she didn't read the room there going like, okay, I'm talking to four single women here who are of a certain age. Very misstepped. She's just so blissfully in love. Then we get this like big Grey's Anatomy surgery scene and he gets in there and, you know, it's paralysis or do I stop now? So Tori gets hauled in for the decision. And I do think that they made the right call. That is a call that Justin would have made if he was conscious. So I think Tori did well. What Tori didn't do well was lying about it. Why is she telling them, like selling it, that it was a good idea and it was a big success? They should have just said we got what we could. And I know that everyone's scared and terrified, but they have to know what they're up against. I just don't understand why they haven't just told them the truth. It's just a bit weird. Also, another sidebar, Jasmine's totally redeeming herself at the moment. Really centred, so supportive, really going out of her way to be nice to them. So really enjoyed that. But anyway, so relieved that Justin's come out of it. Wiggling his toes, feeling his feet. Also got a cheeky haircut in surgery. Did anyone else notice that? Love that. Like, <laughs> now is the perfect time. No one will know. But anyway, now we've... <laughs> so obviously, Dory's on a complete high. That the surgery has gone well. She totally changes her tune on Christian. And the kiss and the lift. Oh my God. Well, one... Okay, it's going down the Grey's Anatomy route with the smoldery, gravelly-voiced doctor. Then we have the, like, tough decisions in surgery. And now we have kissing and lifts. It's so Grey's Anatomy. I hope it's some kind of tribute to the show and to Shonda Rhimes. But I just love it so much, especially when he just goes press the button and then they have to ride the lift together for, like, what, 30 seconds? I'm sure that felt like eternity. Oh, unbelievable. So, But I'm glad Tori made the move. It's so good. Go on, girl. Love this idea for the two. What a power couple. So... Her awkward apology. It's so teenage. I just love this. He's being all mature. He gets to meet Grace. And it's like really into her. And then Tori's so awkward. And it's like, oh, it was so unprofessional. Won't happen again. And he's like, sorry to hear that. So there's definitely something budding there. And I'm so excited. Oh, it was a good, great bit of like light relief to the other stuff that was going on. Which we will get into now in a moment. So then things take a very serious nosedive with Ziggy and Dean. So when he was kind of struggling whether or not to tell her, his mindset was like the house of cards is going to come crashing down. I I want to stay ahead of it, which I can see. And after Willow's advice of, well, would you want to be pushed away or given the choice? It leads Dean to tell Ziggy what happened. I never saw this coming. I did not think that he would be able to tell her on his own accord. I just think it's um, very brave of him and it leads to this wider debate that gets blown. Sorry, I don't mean to laugh, but it's just this. Ziggy brings like a civilian's or like an outsider's point of view into the kind of warped mindset that Colby, Willow and Dean have. (laughs) When Ziggy says, like, you told me you loved me and that you murdered somebody in the same breath. (laughs) It kind of brings it it into question while it was delivered all really well and that and they they did a great job of presenting it it does actually make it seem a bit you do kind of see that 
they shouldn't just be getting away with this murder. And then when Willow calls over to kind of chat things through with Ziggy, they do have the debate, like, is murdering a murderer really a crime? It's finally been addressed. <laughs> Willow does do a great job of, like, explaining their sides. and But I think Ziggy kind of knocks it all back at her, being like, it doesn't justify murdering someone. Murder is murder no matter how you spin it, which is true. And I also did like the way Ziggy said, do I look like I have fool, like, tattooed on my face? And it's kind of like, well, you kind of do like trot around the bay like a like happy little Labrador so like I wouldn't say Ziggy has any intuition I'm glad she's being forced to look at herself in that from that regard and then despite I think Willow did do a great job of balancing things she's being such a good friend right now but even though Dean ignores Willow's advice being like don't pressure do not go over there of course he still goes and again the is murdering a murderer really a crime question gets raised when Ziggy says like you helped somebody cover up a murder and I think the clincher here is so in the question is murdering a murderer really a crime the clincher I would say this whole time I've been like well it's not a crime I just don't understand why they didn't make it look like self-defense and then this would be done like you could have just said there was a kerfuffle over the gun like Ross had the gun and then we I was trying to get it off him and I accidentally shot him and also I'm a police officer and he just shot Willow Harris I don't understand why they had to do this whole bury the body clean the car malarkey like none of that had to happen but I do think Ziggy's rebuttal of you're not God you don't get to choose who lives or dies and I think that kind of knocks it on the head so it's just sad for Ziggy because she's now realised their entire relationship it hasn't been a lie but he's been a murderer or like an accomplice to a murder this entire time and like their crying was so sad I think Dean, I think he struggled with crying on camera a few times, the actor. But God, he did a great job. Aren't his eyes so beautiful? The green with the like circle around them. Like, oh, and the tears just made them look even better. Yeah, I think this sees the end. I don't know how they can really recover as a couple from that. So it's sad to see that happen. But underpinning this whole Ziggy thing is Amber and... Oh, again, Willow being a fabulous friend. The home truth, she serves Amber. When Amber's like, fine, you can't see him. She's using Jai as a poor little pawn in her like love game with Dean. And Willow completely knocks it out of the park saying like, stop using him as reward and punishment for Dean. You chose to not tell Dean about Jai at all. So he's lost all that time. He can't get it back, which is so bloody fair. And he's not going to, Dean isn't going to be perfect straight off the bat because he's literally only just found out. And you're more scared of Dean rejecting you than anything else. And that thankfully makes Amber come to her senses. So then Amber gets this like, I don't know, endearment and arguably chases Dean all around the baby like, tell me what's wrong, tell me what's wrong. And I'm so glad that Dean didn't break. Um, it was so naggy and... And when she's all like, oh, excuse me for caring. It's like, you're not caring. You're actually annoying. I don't know. I started out really liking Amber. And now, I don't know. I just think she's this whole using your child as bait for a guy who you're very, it seems, in love with. When Amber says, you don't have to tell me. I just want to help. Like, that's t- that means tell me. So I don't really know where she's getting off. Um, But or I don't really know what her angle is. So the obviously only way for Dean to get her to shut up is by kissing her. Oh, God. And like, how did, so they kiss and salt. They magically get back to the apartment. So things are probably going to get a bit more serious had Colby not have interrupted them. But it just makes 
Amber looks so muggy by him kissing her and I'm glad she cops on that she's just this rebound. So when she finds out about Ziggy, she's like, I'm out. So hopefully that kind of knocks it on the head. But the end of that episode where they just kissed, it was like, what? What? (laughs) What's happening? So and I was like, Ziggy's going to find out and everything. But I'm glad it kind of got knocked on the head as a like rebound thing and she's like I don't want to be your rebound girl anymore whatever so that's fine but it's when Colby finds out things get even more bad for Dean oy, oy, oy. so tensions are at an all time high when Colby finds out that Ziggy knows and now that they're broken up so a punch-up ensues and I don't understand why Colby still can't hear why everyone's lives are falling apart or even see why. He's like, oh, you may as well go and get t-shirts printed with like, I killed Ross on them. But Colby is the one who's most at risk of this all blowing up in their faces. He's choosing to just punch Dean because of it. And of course Angelo sees it, of course which spikes his interest or whatever. So like, it's just so hypocritical of Colby telling people what to do while he's morally, while he's having a affair with uh, the cop's wife. Like, it's crazy. Speaking of the cop's wife, I feel really sorry for Taylor. Like, she's so neglected by Angelo. And like, all she wants is like, someone to love her. Or like, she's getting affection from Colby. And he's just, Angelo's so dismissive of her. I really do feel sorry for her. I really love the phone call where they, she's on the phone to Colby and it's like, oh, where do you want to go? Or like, what's the plan for tonight? And he's like, you, me, hotel. Like, as if they can do anything else. Like, they literally have to be in hiding. Like, that's all they can ever do. It's like, you, me, secret location. Like, they can't go for a date. They can't have any fun together. It's all secret. So, just think that's a stupid plan. Or it's just such a non-surprising plan. But amidst all of Dean's inner slash outer turmoil he gets drunk at salt which he's totally entitled to do and when he, oh just he's he's really been tested now the last with amber badgering him this week and now angelo questioning him then especially when he's drunk that he could have said something but the spend time with your missus comment and the you know i'm getting lonely comment oh god so poor taylor now is like everybody knows how did you do this But after Bella walks in on Colby and Taylor, Taylor gets spooked. So it kind of forces Taylor and Colby to kind of check in, being like, well, what are we doing? Like, people do know about this now. Do we keep going or whatever? So when Taylor kind of pumps the brakes on things, then it seems like she's making us trying to make the Angelo thing work for her. Saying to Angelo, like, prove to me that I still matter. And he's like, of course you do. And then they have this like big romantic kiss on the balcony of salt where he kisses her on the cheek. They never, ever kiss on the lips. It's like, oh, I love you so much. Like you could do that to a stranger. It just doesn't matter that he's her wife. Kobe's the only one getting to kiss her at the moment. Very interesting. And I just think no matter how much Bella screams at Colby and trying to shame him out of the affair, he just won't listen. And Bella finds out then that Ziggy knows and 
like even saying stuff like you you think you're protecting us but you're not Willow's had to take Dean up the coast because he pays the price for all the stupid stuff you do and like I think you're enjoying this and I, it's getting to a point where it's getting a bit sick it's like what are you actually up to and then when Bella's telling Nick like he's he doesn't even care that he's destroying her family like there's a total shift going on in Kobe so when Nick tries to intimidate Kobe and they have that like scary eyeballing Nick that takes a lot of balls because you know that he's murdered someone now he doesn't know that you know but fair play to him for standing up but then again he looked a bit muggy when Bella turns around and like well I can't give up on him he's my brother so I don't know poor I just yeah I feel like anyone who gets involved with Bella and Kobe just ends up getting burnt we've got Taylor Nick Dean Ziggy Willow as well like it's just it's such a web of lies at this point so you can see why then Nick is like please move in with me this is the only solution to this very bad problem (laughs) but I think Things are getting a bit more serious with Taylor than we realise. Especially when she says like, oh, I can't imagine my life without these moments. Sorry, that's a terribly sad thing to say. But also, it seems like they're actually really falling for each other. It's not this just like forbidden affair. So, I just think they always end up getting caught. I suppose it's just a matter of how. Okay, well, that about wraps it up for me this week. Our four-day week of Home and Away. Good luck to the Irish football team who are playing tonight. That is why we didn't get our Home and Away on Friday. But good luck to the gals. But I think there was enough drama in those four days to last you the week. Good grief. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe, rate and review if you have a second, but zero pressure. If you want to get in touch, you can email summerbayspodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget about the no spoilers. Try for a week and see. Just don't look at the episode descriptions. It's a total game changer. It's tempting, but it's so worth it. G'day, and I'll talk to you next week. <laughs>